Good morning. Uh, I am super, super excited for this morning. I'm super excited for uh, this message. I love, love Family Sunday. I love that we get an opportunity to scale things back, um, to, you know, just really focus in and focus on what really matters here. Um, I also love how many people, um, I mean, recently, how many people have been willing to take a step forward um, in an act of obedience and be baptized. We have three more being baptized today. I'm super excited about that. Are you guys excited about that? So, uh, as has been said already, my name is Jesse Hostinek. I'm one of the uh, deacons here at Westside. Um, for you kids out there, it might be better if I uh, refer to myself as Bryce and Chloe and Rebecca's dad. So hopefully that helps. Um, this morning, uh, I want to explain um, a, a well-known childhood song. Um, and if you're anything like me, if you kids are anything like me, I've got a pretty short uh, attention span, and so I'm going to do my best to make this message short, sweet, and to the point this morning. Uh, many of you know this song, um, but there might be a few of you out there who don't know. Uh, the song is called Jesus Loves Me. It's a song that we can sing no matter how old we are, and the words will always be true. It goes like this. Jesus loves me, and I'm sorry, I'm not going to sing it. You don't want to hear that, I promise. (laughs) Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. I would like to break down this verse and explore how we can know that Jesus loves us. Uh, But before I begin, I'd like to explain why this message means so much to me. If I'm being honest, I didn't really hear the words, I love you, uh, very often growing up. I know I was loved, but I still felt like I needed to search for more. And uh, for time's sake, I'm not going to go into all the wrong ways that I tried searching for love. Uh, But I will say about seven years ago, I, I hit my rock bottom. I was... I realized that what I was trying to search for wasn't fulfilling my needs. And uh, I started meeting with a guy here at Westside. And um, that was so, so impactful for me. He helped me to read the Bible in a way that I never had before. He showed me how to read the Bible. Sorry. Uh, mainly for the purpose of getting to know God. The more I read, the more I realized how much God loves me. The more I understood his love for me, the more my life began to radically change. Now I'd like to talk about why that even matters. Why does it matter that Jesus loves us? We could literally spend our entire lives here on earth learning more and more about his love. The Bible says his love surpasses all understanding. That basically means we're never going to fully understand how great his love is for us. But why, does, why, why would we want his love? Why, why would we want Jesus' love? Why does that even matter? We want to be loved. We search for love. We feel empty without love. 
We need to be loved. And if we're being honest, it feels good to be loved. Jesus offers a perfect love because he is love. So I'm going to ask the kids, and if it's awkwardly silent, we'll uh, offer, or we'll extend it up to the adults. But kids, I want to ask you a few questions, or I'm going to ask you a question. And um, of course, we can't have Family Sunday without candy. So uh, I want to ask you, how do you know that Jesus loves you? And just raise your hand. I'll try to call out the best I can. And if I hit somebody with candy on the way, I apologize in advance. Uh, so Craig, go ahead. How do you know Jesus loves you? He tells us. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Bryson, sorry, I got to go for you. What do you got? And you can't cheat because you've heard my message already. Yes, okay, right on. Okay, uh, Ellie. He died for us, right. Thanks, Dad. Uh, next, anybody else? Uh, Jenny. He loves us because he's in our hearts, you're right. Caleb, what do you got? Oh, sorry. My bad. I was far away from the baby. What do you got, Caleb? He died. Well, I don't need to preach now because he just took it from me. He said he died and saved us and rose again. Good job. Oh, my bad. That wasn't far enough. Sammy, what do you got, Sammy? He died for us because he loves us. That's right. (laughs) What do we got over here? Cody, what do you got? One more time. Reading the Bible and asking him to come in your heart. Right. (laughs) You're fine. Sadie, Stella, I never remember. I'm sorry. Stella, sorry. Okay, Stella, what do you got? The Bible tells us. Sorry, one more time. Yes, every single book of the Bible he shows or tells us he loves us. Knox, what do you got? He wants us to be in heaven, Yes. Oh, Marilo, yes. Jesus loves us. Yes, he does. Amen. What do you got, Benji? Shh, don't, don't, that's cheating. Because God sent his only son to die for us. You're right. Go ahead. He died for us on the cross. Yes. All right. Great. I think I've... Uh, pass out enough for now. So, I will, I'm sorry, I gotta go for the back. Go ahead, buddy. The Bible tells you so, yes. 
Thank you guys for preaching my message for me. I appreciate it. Whoa. Come on. All right. So, as we've heard already, uh, in the song it says, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. So, uh, I want to take an opportunity this morning to um, look at a handful of verses uh, from the Bible that show us that Jesus loves us. The first example from the Bible that shows us that he loves us is that he created us. In the first chapter of the Bible, we know that God, through Jesus, created the heavens, the earth, and uh, everything that is on the earth. God spoke everything into existence. He said, let, I'm going to get this in the wrong order, so I apologize. He said, let there be sky, and there was sky. Let there be water, and there was water. Let there be ground, and birds, and fish, and animals that walk on the earth. And there they were. But he didn't just speak mankind into existence. So um, I'm going to try to demonstrate this a little bit. So I'm going to invite my uh, son to come up uh, with me. And um, there we go. Uh, Genesis chapter 2 in verse 7, it says this. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils. And the man became a living person. So let's think about it like this. We've got nothingness, right? There's nothing. Okay? God said, let there be sky and ground and animals. And there was. Okay? So next, he just spoke it into existence. There it was, right? Now, as he formed mankind, let's think about it like this. God started from the dust of the ground. He created our toes and our feet and our shins and our knees and our waist and our hands that are in our pockets. There they are. Our bellies. And if I can go faster, my hands aren't big enough. We've got our shoulders and our neck and our nose, our face, and our head. And then God breathed into man the breath of life. The, uh, the next verse says, Psalm uh, 139, 13 through 14. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. So this one might be a little bit hard to demonstrate, having my son up here knitting him in his mother's womb. So I'm going to send you back down, bud. Thank you very much. And uh, the verse goes on to say, Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Complex basically means there's a lot going on inside of us. And Jesus shows that he loves us by creating us carefully and with so much detail. So, as I go through these, uh, the, my message, I'm going to try to um, ask questions and uh, see if you kids have been paying attention. So, so far from what you've heard, what's one way that we can know that Jesus loves us? Try to get 
All right, Craig, what do you got? He made us so complex. Yes, he created us. Good job. All right. So um, another way that the Bible shows us uh, that Jesus loves us is becoming, by coming down to the earth that he created and dying for our sins. After God created the earth and mankind, sin entered the world. Man chose to disobey God and therefore sinned against him. So let's think about it like this. Sometimes we choose to lie about eating a cookie from the cookie jar when we know we're not supposed to. We choose to disobey by not cleaning our rooms when we are asked to. Maybe we slipped the carrots off the dinner plate and onto the floor for the dog to eat, and then we said that we ate them. We might fight with our brother or sister or a friend, or get angry with them because they touched a special toy. These are all sins. And when we sin, there's a punishment for sin. We have to be punished for doing wrong. And the ultimate punishment is death. We can't be with God in heaven because we are sinners. And God cannot be in the presence of sin, which means he can't be with us. But thankfully... Romans 5, 8 says, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ Jesus to die for us while we were still sinners. So let's think about it like this. You've just lied about the cookie and the carrot. You've disobeyed by not cleaning your room. You were fighting with a friend. Mom or dad says, you're going to have to be grounded for that. You're going to have to sit in a timeout for that. You might even have to get spanked for that. What if your brother or your sister or a friend stepped in and said, you know what? I will take that spanking for you. I will sit in that timeout for you. I will be grounded for you. That's what Jesus did, but times like a bajillion. Okay? Not only did he take our sin away, he did it by dying on the cross in our place so that we could be together forever with him. He doesn't want us to spend forever in hell. He wants to spend forever with us, with us in heaven. So in order for him to, uh, so in order for us to be able to do that, he took our sins away. So what's another way we know that Jesus loves us? Go ahead, Claire. He died for us. Yes, he took our sins away. Sorry, Matthew. A third part of the Bible where Jesus shows that he loves us, um, is that he's coming back for us. After Jesus died on the cross, was buried in the tomb, and rose again, he went up to heaven. But he made a promise that he's coming back for us. The Bible tells us that Jesus is in in heaven right now, preparing a place for us. 
He's making a place for us to live with him forever. And I cannot stress that enough. Forever, no end, living with Jesus. And we'll be able to experience his love every single day. In John 14, 1 through 3, Jesus says, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and also in me. There's more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. Not only did he take our sins away, but he didn't just leave and said, good luck. He gave us the Holy Spirit, and right now, he's making a place for us where we will be able to spend the rest, no end, eternity with him in heaven. So how about another way that we can know that Jesus loves us? Go ahead. He gave us heaven. He's coming back for us, yes. Yes, all right. So the next part of the song says, little ones to him belong. Throughout the Bible, God refers to us as children, and not just children, but his children. He created us and died for us, and because of that, we belong to him. We are adopted as sons and daughters. John 1, 4 says, But to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. We get to call God Father. The perfect Father. A Father who loves and cares for all his children. As moms and dads, we love our children. And we try to do the best that we can to raise them. But I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. We're not perfect. Sorry. We make mistakes, and we have to ask for forgiveness. Thankfully, God is our perfect Father who can love and care for all his children perfectly through Jesus Christ. How about another way that we can know that Jesus loves us? Go ahead, Jordan. He gave us our families, and we get to call him our perfect father, right? Sorry. Apologize. Uh, the last part of the verse uh, says, They are weak, but he is strong. This is another great example of how much Jesus loves us. Jesus never promises that this life on earth is going to be easy. We are going to go through hard times. The Bible calls this trials and tribulations. We will be tested. There are two paths in this life. One is to follow Jesus, and the other is to follow the world. And it's going to be hard to follow Jesus, but not because he makes it hard 
but because the world makes it hard. You may have already experienced this. Friends might make fun of you for believing in Jesus, for following Jesus. They might call you a religious freak. They might think you're crazy for going to church on Sunday morning instead of staying home to play video games or sleeping in. Paul was a follower of Jesus and wrote a lot of the New Testament. He writes in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, starting in the second half of verse 7. I was given a thorn in my flesh a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Because Jesus loves us, he has given us the strength to overcome these trials and tribulations. He doesn't leave us to figure it out on our own. On our own. He gives us the strength to deal with the world that we face each day. One last time. What's another way that we can know that Jesus loves us? Go ahead, buddy. Because he saved us, yes. How about one more? Go ahead, Knox. Because he died for our sins, yes. Okay, how about one more? Go ahead, Joel. He gave us the strength, yes, thank you. So, As I wrap up uh, this message, um, I would like to leave you with a few ways to uh, be able to apply this message to you personally. The first one is, no matter what your age, I beg you, Jesus offers a perfect love, and he wants a relationship with you. So if you haven't accepted Jesus' love for you, Please come talk to me, come talk, or go talk to your Sunday school leader, a parent, somebody that brought you here this morning. I beg you, do not let another moment go by. Accept Jesus' love for you. Accept what he did on the cross for you. Second, if you don't have a Bible, I want to give you a Bible. We've got a couple of um, example, or styles of kids' Bibles in here. We've got a little bit more of an advanced one, the Adventure Bible. Um, This one I loved and I kind of miss being able to read to my kids, uh, the Jesus Storybook Bible. Super good opportunities. Um, My wife will be uh, outside at the end of the service. Um, We've got a stack of them. If you don't, and we don't just have kids' Bibles, we also have (laughs) um, 
normal Bible. So um, if you don't have one, I beg you, please don't walk out the doors this morning without a Bible. And the reason for that is because, third, if you get one, or if you have one, or you get a Bible today, but you don't know where to start, start by reading the book of John, found in the New Testament, and start finding ways that Jesus proves his love for you. And as I said before, in this life on earth, we will never reach the end of discovering how much Jesus loves. That's not me, sorry. Um, so uh, as we close, I'm going to pray. And um, as I'm praying, I want to invite as many kids as you want to come up here. Um, and they're going to sing for you much better than I can uh, the, the first verse of Jesus Loves Me. So go ahead, kids, come on up. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much for all the ways that you've shown us that you love us. You've proven over and over again, not just by words in a book, but through lives, Lord. You have proven how much you love us. And as we get ready uh, to hear the kids sing this song, let's be reminded of those words, Lord. And let's go forward today in all that we do, remembering how much you love us. We pray this in your son's loving name. Amen.